Aloha, this is One God Church Online's podcast. I'm Reverend Enoch, and I have your title. This is our Tactical Command series. So this is number one of our Tactical Command series. If we were to look at Judges chapter 7, verses uh, 16 through 22, we would hear... Uh, the word of God speaking to us saying he divided the three 300 men into three companies he gave each man a trumpet and an empty jar with a torch in the jar he said watch me and do what I do and when I get to the edge of the camp do exactly what I do and when I and those with me blow the trumpets, you also all around the camp blow your trumpets and shout for God and for Gideon. Gideon and his hundred men got to the edge of the camp at the beginning of the middle of the watch. Just after the uh, three sentries had been posted, they blew the trumpets at the same time smashing the jars they all carried. All three companies blew their trumpets and broke the jars. They held the torches in their left hands and the trumpets in their right hands, ready to blow and shouted, A sword for God and for Gideon. They were stationed all around the camp, each man at his post. The whole Midianite camp jumped to its feet. They yelled and fled. And when the, when the 300 uh, uh, blew the trumpets, God aimed each Midianite sword against its companion all over the camp. They ran for their lives to Bethshita, towards Zerah, to the border of Abel and Menelah near the Tabith. God was in control the whole time, you know, in this, in this thing. Look at the tactics that, that God uses. Think about that. I mean, see, sometimes we don't really dig as deep as we, we, we should sometimes. And sometimes we, we, we get too involved into it or we put too much into things. But this is a real good example of, of us sometimes needing to dig just a little bit deeper. Or, or maybe some of us got it the first time. But if you think about it, he divided the 300, 300 men only 300 men and so this was this what that was at the least at the least of the least i mean this is this is like like we hear uh, many people say bringing a, a a knife to the gunfight but really bringing a rock or, or a pebble or, or or like a little marble or something or a slinky you know to you know, a whole entire army. Like imagine coming coming uh, with a slinky to, to, to our entire naval force. And you're just coming at them with a slinky. That's the equivalent of, of what was going on here. And we don't really, uh, I mean, that is an example of what was going on here. Uh, you know, it, it, it's amazing that how, how God was in tactical command of this whole thing. God was in complete control. He, God was command. God was commander. I mean, this is awesome. I, I find it rewarding in my very spirit. I mean, many of us uh, may not pay attention to all these details. I mean, it's okay. I mean, get, you know, get down into it. 
but but whatever it is, whatever's going in, just think about it. Just and and, and use this too as an example. What maybe get down into it, whatever you're going in, going, you know, through, or or some kind of a decision that needs to be made. You, you think about it. God was speaking to Gideon, and 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 you can imagine Gideon's like, "Are you kidding me? Is do you think that's how how he was?" Oh, he had faith in God and that, that's what how we need to. So we need to get down into it. But whatever that it could be and come clean. Come clean and leave clean, right? I mean, come in clean. If, if you come in dirty, you're, you're, you're going to not think you're worth it. And, and it's going to be all a lie and it's just a waste of everyone's time. Whether it's incense or not before God. Because we need to boldly come before God. Even if God would answer those reckless uh, prayers where we don't come before him boldly, God hears our prayers and God loves us and God wants to teach us and help us grow. That's why he's out here being in tactical command, even of your situation that you've been going through. God is in, we could be reading your story like this and, and God could be saying, and, and you're at combat with something and God is sending you as in as, as commander in chief in this thing. But yet God is in command and God is the commander in chief, but he's sending you in. You know, some of us could relate to that. And, and maybe you have limited stuff and it doesn't think like it's going to work and you're surrounding the whole camp though with jars and trumpets. Do you think anyone was like, what? They didn't, do you think they grumbled? God is, is a wonderful God. I do, don't, I don't know if you, but I find it so, so rewarding in my very spirit that God was in tactical command and it's tactical and there's tactics there. Our, our God is not limited. He is awesome. We think about who could be better than God once we think tactical. It's like, wait a minute, or just our military or these people that come, wait a minute, God is in tactical command. God created all this stuff and, and, and God knew how to tactically do everything. If you look at all the things that God was doing, he's, it's tactical. Tactics. God is using just wonderful tactics and, and could be even teaching us things. And maybe maybe some people have paid attention and maybe God is just trying to have you uh, to point out to you today that, that he's in tactical command and things are tactical. And your situation, though, though it may seem bad, if we could just get into these things by following these things and have and just go around and surround surround the camp with just jars and torches and trumpets and just surround the camp and cry out for God and for my situation And break the jars. Make some noise about it. Praise God about it. Blow the trumpet. Blow the trumpet. Wave the torch. Carry the light. Carry the light of the gospel with you. The light is with you. 
break the jars. Blow the trumpets. And cry out. Cry out and blow and just blow out with a with a triumphant sound. For God and for my situation. Break the jars and blow the trumpets. And wave the light. And come out of that darkness. It's going to confuse the situation. It's going to confuse the things. God is tactically speaking to us, even in this word. God, we should know by now that God works in mysterious ways. And right here, this could be speaking to your very situation. It could be giving you insight on how to deal with something with a little bit tactics in the business. It's a simple uh, concept with with the, the most highest intelligence that you can ever think of. We're always thinking there's something, oh, there's higher intelligence. There's no more higher intelligence than God himself and then we can't refute that we can't there's nothing we can't we can't we can't even come close to that there's no there's no argue that can be made that that God is not the most intelligent and he's talking to us tact with tactics and he's in command and there's a chain of command no one can come to the father except through me. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. God was in complete control. God was a command. God was commander. And this, we must understand. This this is awesome. This is paramount in our lives. Paramount in our situations. Understanding. We must get down into it and come clean. And leave clean with it. Come with the boldness to ask God. Accepting and praising Him. Through it. Through it. Yeah. Through it all. I mean I mean the bad too. I, I mean it. Uh, the, the things happen. I mean. Uh, but it. The it. This is the big one. The, maybe it's the need. Uh. Uh, healing, a, a financial breakthrough, I, I, uh, overcoming difficulties. Oh, how treacherous these things could be, just waiting or needing them and, and trying to find the answer to, to these dilemmas. Just baffles us, uh, us and leaves us just wondering and needing. And we reach out to God. We reach out for help. And sometimes we hit hit a wall and get, you know, sometimes we get lost. And sometimes we lose hope. But see, God was there the whole time. And maybe this can encourage you that, that whatever it is, that whatever that it is, that I need it. I need it. This thing, this thing I'm asking for, I, I need it. This thing, this thing I, I want it. This this thing. She needs it. This thing they need it. This thing, Father God, that I've been praying for and reaching out to you, Father God. This this thing, it, that Lord, it, it, 
these people need it. Lord, Lord, I need it. Lord, my situation needs it. My, my, I need it. The home, I need it. The, the family, we need it. The healing, we need it. The financial breakthrough, we need it. The finance, we need it. The gift of finance, we need it. To run this church, this, this, Father God, this ministry. Whatever it is. Overcoming difficulties, family issues resolved, that change that you've needed. Whatever it is, it is coming through, stepping into the future, being magnanimously blessed. Just ridiculous, overflowing blessings, leaving you in awe of how much, how so wonderfully giving our Father God in heaven is. You see, it's because we had the boldness to ask obnoxious prayers, just crazy faith to stand behind God's word and not our want or our need. But because the word is the word. And it said and it said that we could come like that. And boldly come like that. And boldly ask for it. Whatever you need. And the thing is, is and he was even saying that these things that you ask for you don't have because you don't haven't asked for them. You don't have them because you haven't asked for them. In so many other ways, he's come to us and he said, well, we didn't ask for them correctly because we didn't come to him like that. We didn't come to him faithfully. And so it's like we're, we don't believe that he can do it. So it's like, well, you don't even believe I can do it. So I guess you're right. And so he gives you what you, you asked for because you came before him doubting. Not that that's the end, but come before him boldly expecting and that's a breakthrough I, I, we, it's rewarding to our spirit it, it very is that it, it will happen this is the big one this is the big one this is the big one how, how wonderful it is we must stand behind God's word <clears throat> not get caught up in our want or our need but have the boldness to come before him and just leave it at the door. Don't do, and the Bible clearly speaks to us. That's why just if you if you notice that part of stillness in this, it's it's because that there's nothing else to worry about. You come before God boldly. But it doesn't matter if you think it's obnoxious. That's just because of our human nature. Look at how God made woe man. And man Look at how a woman views a man. There's a, there's a man. You see what I'm saying? A, 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 a well-sculpted man, a, a well-sculpted woman, whether it's a man or a woman, look at him. A, a man looks at it and says, whoa, man. He looks at the woman. He's like, the, the woman looks at the man like, man. You, you see what I'm saying? So, I mean, God knows exactly what he's doing. God is a tactical God. God knows exactly what he's doing. And you know something? You see, everything's tactical. You could see clear here that that it's a tactical play. Uh, we should go deeper into this into this wonderful historical reading, uh, this historical uh, record here in the book of Judges. And and you know, I just want to add this is that you probably wouldn't want to play God in chess. And so another thing to think about, you know, just to add to this, is that when we've been doing this, is like, why didn't we? Why didn't it come to our mind that God is the supreme 
intelligence. There's no one above God. Why can't we just trust him in his word that he's been telling us all along? That's why I'm saying it's so much easier for us to come before him boldly if we're like, okay, I, I, God's got this. Why would I worry about it? I'm coming before my father. Yeah. We must boldly, boldly come before God. Amen. And so as we come here, the Lord said to Gideon with the 300 men that that had lapped, I will save you and, and give you uh, give you the, the 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 Midianites into your hands and let all the others go home. So Gideon sent the rest of the Israelites a, a home. But he kept the 300 and took and took over the the provisions and the uh, the trumpets uh, of the others. Now the camp of, of Midian lay be, below uh, him in the valley. D- during that night, the Lord said to Gideon, "Get up, go down against the uh, against the camp, because I'm going to give give it to uh, to you in your hands." If, if you, you are afraid to attack, go down to the camp with your servant Pura and listen to what they are saying. Afterward, you will, you will be encouraged to attack the camp. And so he, and so he went to, to Pura, his servant, and, and went down to the, the outpost of the camp. The Midianites, uh, the Malachites, and the other eastern peoples had settled in the valley thick as locusts their camels could uh, could no more be counted than the than the sand on the seashore that's a lot Gideon arrived just as the man was telling his friend this, this dream he had had I had a dream I had a dream he, he was saying a, a round loaf of barley bread come tumbling in, into the Midianite camp it struck the tent with such a force that the tent overturned and collapsed. His friend responded, This can be nothing than the sword of Gideon, son of Joash, the Israelite. God has given the Midianites and the, and the whole camp into his hands. When Gideon heard this dream and its, its interpretation, he bowed down and worshipped. When Gideon heard the dream... And its interpretation, he bowed down and worshipped. It was confirmation, amen? He returned to the camp of Israel and called out, Get up! Now he's encouraged, huh? So he had confirmation, and so he starts moving even forward, huh? Isn't that something? Because a tactical God was in command. He goes, returns to the camp of Israel and calls out, Get up, the Lord is given the Midianite camp into your hands. Dividing the 300 men into the companies, he placed the trumpets and and the empty jars in the hands of them with torches inside. Watch me, he told them, follow my lead. And when I get to the edge of the camp, do exactly as what I do. And when all of you who, who uh, who are with me blow our trumpets, Then from all around the camp, blow yours and shout for the Lord and for Gideon. Gideon and and the 300 men with him reached the edge of the camp in the beginning of the middle watch, just after they had changed for the guard. 
They blew their trumpets and broke the jars that were in their hands and the, and the companies blew their trumpets and smashed the jars. The other three companies, they just smashed theirs. Wow, just all this stuff going on. Grasping the torches in their left hands and holding in the right hands the trumpets they, they, they were to blow. They shouted a, a sword for the Lord and for Gideon. While each man held his position around the camp, all the Midianites ran, crying out as they fled. When the 300 uh, trumpets shouted, the Lord caused the men throughout the camp to turn on each other with their swords. The, the rest of the army fled to Bethshita toward Zareth, as far as the border of Abel and, and Meloah near the Tabith. That's uh, Judges chapter 7. Verses 7 through 22. You know, I believe what's going on here and what God is trying to tell us as we as we dig deeper in, into his word in, in this series. Um, uh, I would like us to, to, to go further as we've seen here. Uh, in, in God being in tactical command because he, here is the seed of this and I, and I wanted us to get into this like right on the spot as we, as we look here into Judges chapter 7. And, uh, and we're just going to be so amazed at, at what's going on here as, uh, as we go into here. In the morning, uh, Jeroboam, the uh, <clears throat> Jeroboam, that, that is Gideon, all of the men camped at the spring of Herod in the camp of Midian was north in the valley near the, near the hill of Morah. The Lord said to Gideon, you have, you have too many. I, can, I cannot deliver Midian into their hands, uh, into their hands or Israel would, would boast against me. My own strength uh, saved me, they would say. So, so in the beginning, they had too many men. They had too many men. So in the morning, Jeroboam, which is, is Gideon, and all the men had camped at the spring of Harold. There were many, many men. And so God uh, is saying that, that you have too many people. That t- the, the God who is in command, who knows the situation, wanted, wanted, wanted people to know and wanted the people that, that, that God was working through and, and the people in that camp. Can you imagine how encouraged these people would be? That as less as, as the people, they, they followed the orders that God had given. Do, do you, don't you think that they increased their, 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 uh, you know, their trust in leadership? Don't you think that they increased their trust in, in our God as they come through this situation? And this is so very wonderful is that God is saying, wait, you have too many people. And so, and so in this part of this lesson, maybe God is speaking to us in our lives and maybe I'm just suggesting the, the word is there and it stands as it is that, 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 that you have too many. And, and I don't want you to be boasting about it, thinking that, 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 you, that it's going to be too many. Maybe the number was too many. And, and maybe that's not it, because, but it is that in this thing and that, that he had too many people and God wanted to, to cut it down to a minimal of literally 
impossible because God God wanted to make it chaos. It would be total chaos. It would be it would be a catastrophe. But God works in catastrophes. God works in chaos. It was chaotic. It was nuts. How could why would we be doing something like this going around a camp that could literally just annihilate us full of people highly trained could just annihilate us yeah and God just cuts it down he says I don't want you to be bragging about it thinking that yeah we defeated all this I wanted it to be something where you know that it is exactly me that's why maybe maybe it was too maybe it was too big of you to ask for whatever you asked for maybe the number was too big but that's not the truth maybe the number was too big on the scale okay of you coming to God with a boldness or you coming to God and the scale was weighing on the wrong side because there was a little bit of a lack in there God wants you to boldly come before him with whatever it is that you want. You're thinking about a number you was at. Okay, just lay it out there. Were you asking for money? It's okay to say that. You're asking God. You're you're asking God to stand behind you as you ask for a loan or something. I don't know. You're you're asking God's hands on the situation. You're asking God. Maybe you just literally ask him, Lord, we need this money to come through. And, and you've heard before in so many stories that, 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 that people were looking for this, that, that there was things that need to be paid. There's bills that you need that need to be paid. And, and I believe God is telling us just there again in his word to throw out your line. Can you, can you, can you get that pole, that fishing pole of faith? Can you get it all rigged up and think about, hey, I really want to catch my thing. I'm going to put some real good bait on there. Can you just praise God? Thank you, God, for being a holy and an awesome God that you are and being a tactical God, knowing exactly how to get through this situation because the enemy is out there cleverly accusing us that we're not good enough or or prayers aren't that you can't ask for things like that there's so many false teachers there's so many things leading us in the wrong direction and and, and lord i believe you're telling us that it's too many that the, that no you didn't ask for too much money but the scale on the weighing of you boldly coming before you, that, that we would boldly come before you, Father God, I believe you're telling us that. And we receive that, that, that the scale is just weighing, Father God, on the side of us uh, doubting you, that we've doubted that this, that of any kind of doubt that it would come through. We should boldly come before you, expecting it to come through. And we ask that you just help us increase our faith, Father God. Give us strength, Father God, to move forward in our lives. Give us us strength to to listen to your instructions, although it might seem crazy to go around a camp with torches against an army and, and jars and trumpets. And we're looking around at each other and everybody else is. The whole entire small help that we have. 
it's definitely not us that's making it through this. And we praise you and thank you for that. And we throw that line out, Father God, and we ask you for whatever it is that we need in Jesus' name. And we ask you to speak to us in this word as we close here, Father God. In Jesus' mighty name. so God is obviously in control here I mean God God is right here tactical command and he's leading them and knocking knocking things down hey I'm I'm the one who's in charge here I don't want you to think that that you're the one that did all this and then you get down at the end and then we lose this thing where you come before me God wants you to come before him he wants to be the father he wants to provide for you he he does want you to come for him come to him and, and he could put you into a situation where you could just be flowing into this prosperous uh, just situation after situation where it feels like the carpet is unfolding everywhere you go. And it's like, like when you walk into the room with God and you boldly approach him and, and, you, and you continually get in this cycle, that, that's how things work. But hey, it's the same way as we go and do bad stuff. Think about this. If, if you don't think this is possible, think how possible it is for things to go dark and you to go off and make a right turn into a dark place. It gets darker and darker and darker and darker. And eventually, the lights never come on. You can't put that kind of pressure, that kind of weight on a pillow for that long of a time and expect it to come back to, to, to its shape and the doctors are baffled and they're, they're trying to take the, the, the finance away of, all, of this, this dark place because it doesn't make sense. Why is it lasting this long? But they never had that pressure on them. And so we, we, we want to stay moving forward where, where things roll out before us by walking towards God and, and, and seeking him. And that's what he's telling us is, is that he made, and we're like, well, I don't look this way. You are a perfect human being. You're just walking the wrong way, maybe. And, and maybe you're looking at yourself like you're imperfect, but you're, you're looking at things the wrong way. You've been tactically healed in Jesus' name. The, the enemy fled already. The enemy turned on themselves. The enemy that had you surrounded, the, the, the situation, the disease, the cancerous, the, 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 the sickness, the, the financial strain, the, the problems at home, the emotional problems, the, the, you know, the, whatever it is, the, the, the spiritual blindness, you know, whatever it is, the scales are off your eyes. You've been healed. The, the anxiety that that's gone. Just take a deep breath. You just have to, you know, it's, it's like, it's like a, dusting the furniture you know you just gotta just keep breathing that fresh air and the dust will go away in Jesus name the dust will go away 
Jesus' name. It's it's when we lack, when we just when we just get so numb by by things in life, and we look up on those dusty shelves, and we just we just don't have it anymore. It's like we gave up. But dust that thing off. And keep doing that. Go back to that. Don't some remember those old ways of dusting the shelves and, and making it right. I mean some of us dust our houses, but this is this is this goes somewhere else. Everywhere. And literally, maybe at the house, maybe it's like, man, yeah. And I'll continue to do that. And what and it'll be better better air, but dust all that stuff off of of stuff we've just let sit on the shelves of hope and 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 dreams that we've wanted and and things and prayers that we've that we just gave up on. Dust it off and and bring it before God in the name of Jesus. I, I you've been set free in Jesus' name. You're moving into that house that you that you need in, in Jesus' name. Your bill was was paid in Jesus' name. Today is your day, your day in Jesus' name. And and listen, there are many people in the world that that may may listen to this, and and we might oh yeah right uh, yeah there could be and, and 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 this this could be you don't 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 be don't reject that and say no that's not me no you've been tactically healed in Jesus' name. You've been set free in Jesus' name. These are tactics. Your bill was paid in Jesus' name. Today is your day in Jesus' name. You're a winner in Jesus' name. You are literally a miracle waiting for a place to happen in Jesus' name. Because... God is in command. God has a plan, a tactical plan for your life because the enemy is out there to kill, steal, and destroy your hopes, your vision, uh, try to confuse you, distract you, get you depressed and distracted and, and deceived. And, and next thing you know, you're, you've been destroyed. Your faith is destroyed. Your situation is destroyed. You're, you're walking into those dark places. Step into the light and come to the Lord. And it seems ridiculous to, to believe that God would answer those things and bring you into the house you need. The finances that you need to, uh, to stand for a while and to start a ministry. But God knows you need that home. Listen to me. God knows that you need that home. This is a person that wants to go into ministry. And they need a home. They need a place to establish themselves. So that their ministry makes sense. 
God is a tactical God. Don't you think that he would want you in a house? Do you think he wants you to, 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 to be somewhere else? He wants you to be established. Not that, not that people can't be in a ministry and be not established. Or God, can, God tactically works here. God has soldiers everywhere and crews and different, different things and machineries and, and all kinds of things. God created everything. There's ideas literally in you that, that God has created. And it's just one, one scribble away, one, one type away, one text away. One, uh, there it is. One email address away. One, one email. I don't know. One phone call away. It takes faith to put things into action. Have the faith to say, yes, amen, I am healed. And then have the faith to listen to this, that get up. Get up and go and move forward and go do those things. Go look for it. Go look and see. Get up. Have the faith to jump up and joy and say, yes, this is my day. Yes, I am healed. Yes, my bill was paid. Yes, I am a winner. And you find out that you are the winner. And it's not a little thing. This is the it. This is like the gold medal. Get up. The Lord has given the Midian night camp into your hands. Blow their trumpets and broke the jars that were in their hands. Just three companies of a hundred men into our entire army into an army camp God confuses them with tactics it's psychological and God knows everything that you're going through And he wants you to know that he's the one that got you through this. Because sometimes we get puffed up because it's that thing that happens when we get tough, you know. And, and when we get tough, we're like, no, I got this. And when we get to the end of it, we're like, yeah, I did this. Look at this. Look at where I'm at. I climbed all the way up here. You know, look at me do the rocky thing. Yeah. Hey, you know, you, you did it. But no, God did it. And God wants, you, God, God wants to let you know personally that he did it. And he wants to praise for it because he is God and God alone and he deserves it. And he's worthy to be praised. Is he? Is he worthy? He is worthy. He is worthy to be praised. Is he worthy? Would be, would be walking into those doubts and things. Is he worthy? No. We don't want to step into that. Yes, he is worthy. Yes, he is worthy to be praised because he is the God our God and the only God. May you walk into this dark world carrying the light of the gospel forevermore.